there are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. It was originally inspired by the meaning work research I've been doing over the last 15 years and now complements the work that I do at Insignium, a global management consulting firm. I'll get to my guest in just a moment, but let me thank my media partner and sponsor, Jobbing.com. They are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they're dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their search. Great partnership. Thank you, Jobbing.com. Last week, we were on the air with Christopher Scott, who shared his remarkable tale about spending 13 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. I was interested in interviewing him, not just because of the wrongful justice he's had to endure, but also because he started doing his work to help other wrongfully convicted prisoners before he even got out of prison himself. Those efforts are now fully directed through the House of Renewed Hope, a nonprofit organization that investigates wrongful conviction cases. It was a great interview. With us this week is Anna Scheller, who is a motivational speaker and sales trainer, business owner, and real estate investor. She hosts two radio shows, Black Belt Selling and Sales Mastery. She is the author of Black Belt Selling, Closing with Confidence. We'll be talking about the content she covers in those shows, her perspective on using sales scripts and getting coaching for yourself, and the membership platform she works with now to help her clients in their own sales development. She joins us today from Del Rio, Texas. Anna, welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, thank you for having me, Elise. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. This is going to be, I think, a great show. We're going to be talking about all things sales, and all of us, and somewhere or another, are involved in sales. It doesn't matter what we're doing. So I think we'll have a lot of good information to share here. I'm, I'm going to get whatever I can out of you in the next hour. So you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Your market set, go. Okay, well, let's start off. I, I, one of the things that you, um, that I find interesting about you, there are many, but your one of your radio shows you co-host with your daughter Stephanie Scheller. It's called Black Belt Selling. So first things first, how did it begin as a show, and what do you hope to leave your listeners with? Well, that's a great question because a lot of mothers do not work with their daughters. It's <laughs> right. A, it's a. It's an interesting combination, and um, and actually the way we got started is that Stephanie was already doing sales work, and she was actually a pretty close to top producer in her business. Uh, she was doing digital marketing, and I got sales training, and we'll talk some more about that later, about how that impacted my life, but I got sales training, and I was so excited that I called her and I said, you've got to get the sales training. And she said, Mom, 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 <laughs> I don't need sales training. I said, okay, I'm not, a, I'm not a hard sell. Cool. Three months later, I go back, have you thought about my offer? Mom, Mom, Mom. <laughs> so we had this conversation about three times. And then uh, through a series of circumstances that I negotiated, I was able to get my sales mentor, Eric Lossholm, to come to my hometown. So I told Stephanie, I said, you need to meet this guy. So she met him, and he told her every reason why she had lost every sale. And she, she came back to me, she goes, 
um, I think I need sales training. <laughs> good idea, sweetheart. <laughs> so she's very talented. She's a very good speaker. And uh, she and I just thought, you know what would be fun? Let's put together a 15-minute conference call once a week where we just talk about all things sales. So it started like that. And then one day Eric uh, told us that, you know, you ought to consider doing a podcast. So I said, hmm, that sounds like a good plan. So I, I looked up, saw it wasn't that difficult to start a podcast, and that began Black Belt Selling three, almost three years ago now. Oh, I love this story. I'm so glad I asked you that question. And uh, what I want to call out about what you just shared there, Anna, is that I think it's fascinating when we find value, when something com- happens across our path in life that gives us value, how much we want to share it with somebody else, right? And that's where so much of our passion can come from. And I think, in right, you weren't expecting any of this to happen. It just came across your path. And I just think that notion of serendipity and how you leaned into it is, and now what you've done with it for three years is wonderful. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it's it been fun. It's been a ride, and uh, it's really gotten the best out of us. I think uh, we're both better. We actually now do a live two-day training seminar together in San Antonio, and it was really the seeds of that began in Black Belt Selling three years ago. Okay, well, let's talk about this then. So one of the other things I'd like to know, of course, since I host a weekly show myself, I know what it takes to go out there and find my guests and develop the content, etc. What kind of topics do you cover? Well, uh, obviously, from the title, we do cover sales, and we do hit that pretty hard. But we also look at things like marketing because you can get very focused on sales, but marketing is a key piece to getting people to talk to a.k.a. lead generation. So we discuss marketing. We talk a lot about time management and goal setting uh, simply because without those two pieces, you can have um, all the best intentions of the world and still not make a penny. Um, we've talked a lot about we, when the holidays come, we try to hit topics that are, you know, about how sales applies to life because, I think anybody that's in sales realizes that if you're living, if you have to influence someone, persuade them of anything, you're in the business of sales. It's just that money's not being exchanged. It might be, um, it might be a favor. It might be chores, or it might be negotiating how you're going to actually live together, or raise your children, or get the raise on the job. And so we talk a lot about communication, and we try to bring guests on who can bring value because the other thing, too, Elise, and I know that you know this, is that there's other things in our life other than just sales. So we try to also talk about the other things that you need to be taking care of so that you can take care of your sales and become successful. So things like um, we'll occasionally do shows on what are the other things you have to do, like uh, spending time with your family, getting exercise, eating right, just little things like that that are important. Because if any one of those things tends to fall off the plate, what ends up happening is your whole plate topples because you don't have a good foundation to pursue success in sales. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, well, then the next question I got to ask is, you know, why selling? I mean, where did the area of expertise come from for you? 
It came from desperation. Um, (laughs) What a great answer. I had been a business owner for nine years, and I was working 15, 16 hours a day. And my goal for my business was that I was going to be able to spend more time at home. I was going to be able to be with my children. I have seven children. And when I got started in business, they were all living at home with me. And so I really wanted to not be so involved in business, but I wanted to help my husband create income for the family. This would be additional income so we could pay for kids to go to college, so we could replace cars that were getting old and breaking down all the time. We, I just wanted to be contributing, and I was enjoying it. I was enjoying getting to know other people. But after nine years, I realized I didn't, I, I could talk to people who wanted, who already knew about me and knew what I had, but I didn't know how to talk to people who didn't know about me or who didn't, um, who needed to maybe see the benefit of working with me versus a competitor. And those were things that frightened me. And so a friend said, you should get sales training. And I said, yeah, 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 right, right, right. I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to have to depend on my ability to bring money in, you know. But here I am. I got sales training and realized that sales was a learnable skill. And I began to get success immediately to where um, I'm a natural public speaker and so I started to just find venues where people would be interested in what I had to share. And out of those venues came some of my first big contracts for my company. So it was kind of a big high that really sold me on selling, if you will. Mm. Well, a couple things I have to say about that. First, seven kids. Okay, that's remarkable in and of itself. I don't even know how you manage all of that and get all everybody, make sure everybody's at school at the right time and fed and everything else. So hats off for that. And I want to also call out that for listeners that are like, you know, I really don't have time to start a business. Well, here's a woman who's got seven kids who started a business. So uh, (laughs) it's an inspiration, Anna. Um, And then the second thing I want to call out about what you're saying is that I've had several guests on my show who talk about their own success really has come from ensuring that they had an ongoing coach because what they said was, you know, whatever problem that I walk in a room with can't be solved if, you know, when I walk out, I have to have, I've got to be different somehow when I walk out of that room to be able to solve my problems and to go after my opportunities. And so the fact that you pride yourself in having had a sales coach for years Um, It is not surprising to me that you are now an expert in this field. So will you say a bit about what you got from working with that coach? How did he or she help you? Well, um, I've worked with several sales coaches, and um, each of them has their own contribution to my success that I'm so grateful for. So with Eric, just he broke down the sales process into something that was simple and very easy to understand because up until that point, I believed that when you met someone, you had to tell them everything that you ever did. And I knew for me that was a huge turnoff whenever I went to an event. So I was reluctant to do that, but that's what I believed erroneously that sales was all about. So he taught me the true nature of sales, that sales is a service to people, that you're not twisting their arms. You're not forcing them to do something they don't want to do. You're helping them solve their problems in their own way. And then, um, 
And then another coach that I have, her name is Raven, and Raven is amazing because she really believes in taking action. And so uh, some of the most valuable training I've gotten from her is just the weekly accountability calls where she asks me, what are my wins? What's my intention? What am I going to do to make it happen? And even if I don't get to all of those three in a week, at least I have a direction to go, and she pushes me, and she um, she helps me to set expectations and goals that enable me to achieve the success I'm looking for. And I carry that into my sales training because I believe that accountability is so critical in order to achieve success. Mm. I love all of that. Accountability is such a huge thing. We within Insignium talk a lot about that. That's a really important crucible for us. So I, I love that. And then you mentioned it already, turning it around. Then you, I've been asking you about what, what benefit you got from, from getting training and coaching for yourself. I'm curious as to what's your approach when you work with sales coaching or maybe even training. How do you work with, with, with your clients? Well, I firmly believe that you have, there are three things that people need. One is they need to address the mindset. So um, mindset's becoming, a, I don't know, a cliche word, but really it's about how you think, what you're thinking, and what you're telling yourself. Those things are so important because what you think about is what you talk about, and what you talk about is what you act on. And what you act on ultimately determines your success. So I really go deep onto what is it that's holding people back from stepping out. We we work with those things throughout the process because it's not a, you know, one-time-you're-done deal. And then we look at how do we create systems for people that will work to keep results coming in. So we look to create systems and set goals to achieve with those systems. And then, of course, the final piece is that there's action um, it's like my black belt. It, it took me a while to realize I had to. Uh, I was a black belt. It also took practice and dedication, and ultimately, the accountability is what helped me ultimately become a black belt. And now I'm I'm headed into my fourth degree black belt in the next two years, and um, and all of that stuff goes into when I'm speaking to someone and helping them become successful because those are the things I've had to do in order to become successful. Mm. I've got to say a couple things about that, of course. So first, the whole mindset thing is really, really interesting. And the way that we talk about it with Insignium is occurring. So how do I occur for myself as a salesperson? Same thing that you said. That will dictate how I, how I, how I feel, how I think, and, of course, the actions that I take and the results that I get. And how, how does the marketplace or how does opportunity occur for me is something else that we really consider. So I really get the importance of working heavily on that mindset piece. And I would venture to guess that uh, maybe not, maybe not. I, does anybody ever give any resistance on that? Um, actually, they do because mm. I do push people. I think it's important that they have to stretch out of what they're comfortable with. And uh, so, for example... Let's say somebody wants to make sales, but they're afraid to talk about money. Then mm-hmm. we have to look at that and say, okay, what is it that you do, you're uncomfortable with? And then they have to actually start telling themselves things that they at first don't believe. And that's the hardest part because they 
um, if you don't believe it, it's hard to talk yourself into it. And I've actually had people back going and say, I can't do that, or this doesn't work. And when they do, you know, then we're done coaching because I can't help somebody that is um, held back by their own negative beliefs. And not that I'm, and I'm never unkind to them. I, I can't do that because that's not, I don't believe that's a good coach. But, but if you can't overcome those beliefs, then you're not going to enjoy the success that you want. So, yeah, I, I have had people that quit coaching because they simply couldn't get past their own limiting beliefs. Mm. Spectacular. I really, I understand just how critical that is. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you before we go on break, you've got maybe about a minute or so before we go on break. I really want you, if you would, if you would make the connection for us between your your black belt work that you do and the work that you do in, in selling in, in sales coaching and training. Well, you know, it's really about the same kind of disciplines, the same kind of of training the same kind of commitment and dedication and focus that's required to become a black belt is the same kind of discipline, commitment, dedication, and training that you need to have when you're going to do something as extraordinary and as life-changing as sales. Because when I went for my black belt, it was tough. And I was scared spitless, and I honestly initially did not believe I could do it. The more I disciplined myself, the more I did the practice, the more I began to see things change. And I think the same thing applies to sales. Sales can be a very intimidating, frightening kind of calling, and I do believe it's a calling. And yet, when you get into it, you start to see that it's not – it does require discipline, but you can do it. But it, it requires discipline and a focus and dedication. And it's uh, just like it took for me to become a black belt, it takes for you to become good at sales, a master mm. of sales, if you will. Mm. Great way to take us into a break, Anna. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're on the air with Anna Scheller, who is a motivational speaker, author, and sales trainer. She's a business owner and a real estate investor as well. She hosts two radio shows, Black Belt Selling and Sales Mastery, and is the author of Black Belt Selling, Closing with Confidence. We've been talking a bit about how she got into sales herself, how she developed herself as a salesperson, how she developed her coaching practice. After the break, we're going to get into the mechanics of sales, including sales scripts. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to one 346 9141 
Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Anna Scheller, who is a motivational speaker, author, and sales trainer. She's a business owner and a real estate investor as well. She hosts two radio shows, Black Belt Selling and Sales Mastery, and is the author of Black Belt Selling, Closing with Confidence. She joins us today from Del Rio, Texas. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So what I wanted to get into next, if we can, Anna, is I really like to be able to leave my listeners with things that, that are actionable for them. They can actually leave the show with some new something new and put it into practice. So for this segment here, I really wanted to get into the mechanics of selling, including the scripts that I know that are so important to you. Um, but before we do that, first, I also want to hear a bit more about your other radio show, Sales Mastery. Uh, I think it's on the Amazing Women of Power radio station, which, of course, I love that title in and of itself. So can you tell us a little bit about this radio show and what you're doing there? Well, this radio show is um, very much like Black Belt Selling, uh, reaches more of a um, female audience, female entrepreneur audience, and um, I really focus on that show um, a lot more with um, really dealing with mechanics. A lot of the episodes that I create in the show actually go into my membership website, which we'll talk about later. Um, but I do enjoy having guests. Uh, I love having people who join me because they bring – mastery is a bigger conversation than just mechanics. And um, previously when we were talking, we were talking about the mindset. And mastery requires a lot of mindset. But I also give a lot of very practical advice and ways for people to begin to implement more effective techniques in their sales training. So it's more about me doing a lot of teaching, but I do have fabulous interviewees who bring a lot of value to the show. And on that show, too, I have the ability to offer commercials and the like because of the radio station. So it offers me an opportunity to help people promote themselves. And um, I've used it to help people create infomercials for their business. So it's the tool is a little different, uh, but it's all broadcasting and it's all about helping people get their message out. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been hosting that show, and where did it come about, and why a second show, as if one weren't enough already? Ah, that's a good <laughs> question. That's a great question. Um, and the listeners will have to excuse me. For some reason, over the weekend, a very powerful uh, cold front blew through, and so I'm a little froggy today, so I do apologize for that. Um, this show actually came about, my daughter happened to be on her honeymoon, and I was listening to a live streaming show in which Raven, the talk show maven, was on there, and she was talking about ways to monetize your show. And up until that point, I loved doing black belt selling. And I still do, obviously, or we would not still be doing it. But we weren't making any money with it. And I spend quite a bit of time producing the show. I'm the executive producer for black belt selling. So she talked about how she could help people monetize the show. So I'm thinking, I need to hook up with this woman because I need to figure out how to do this because I spend a lot of time on this show. And um, now my husband was getting upset because he's like, it's not making you money. And my daughter was like, Mom, as much time as you spend on the show, you should be making money. So Raven 
took me under her wing, and she began to teach me how to monetize my show. Part of the package deal was to get my own radio show on her network. And so, actually, the two shows play very well because of many, many times, depending on the guest, I will offer for them to get their message out on Black Belt Selling, which is a podcast, but also on the radio show. And the cool thing about the radio show is it's exclusive content. So then I give that back to the interviewee, and then they can use it. I mean, they get the um, original MP3 file, then they can use it, they can use it for promos, they can use it for whatever they want. So it actually becomes a service to them. And since I've been working with uh, Raven and Sales Mastery, that's how Black Belt Selling Closing with Confidence came about. That's how my membership website came about. And I'm also currently developing courses to help people kickstart their sales and get going. So smart to take something that you're clearly passionate about and put a lot of yourself into and find ways, not just one way, to monetize that. I think that's brilliant. Hats off to you, Anna. Uh, Something else I really want to make sure that our listeners really get out of what you just said. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it's about using your resources. I mean, there are days I'm going to confess where I just think, what did I get myself into? But that's normal. I think everybody needs to understand that success is not an easy path. If it was, more people would be successful. That's right. it, It is a path that requires that you discipline yourself. And, I mean, there are some times where I have to sit down and go, okay, what is most important? And it also causes me to have to work with um, time management and setting goals. And um, I enjoy every bit of it. And so now I just have a lot of things I can share with people because I've been working these two shows for so long that, I mean, I could actually probably stop what I'm doing now and continue to repurpose. And that's that's a key point for our listeners, Elise, is that whatever you have, one, start writing or start start putting your ideas on paper or in a recording because there is somebody who needs to know what you know. There's somebody who you can help them solve a problem that they have. And when you put your information in a podcast, on a radio show, in a book, on a blog, you have instant credibility that somebody else does not have who doesn't have any of these things. Mm. So, um, And it can be the same content. It can be the absolute same content. You can. There's just so many ways to get content out, and it makes you an automatic celebrity, an automatic authority, and people look to that and they begin to trust you even before you've said a word to them. I completely get that because of the work that I do on my radio show. Completely get that. So thank you for calling that out to our listeners, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about sales scripts next, Anna, because uh, I think a lot of salespeople, maybe half of them or so, maybe cringe when you say sales script. But I know obviously for (laughs) you, right, you understand the importance of using sales scripts. So first, why do you believe it's so? If I have that right, if you really believe in sales scripts, why do you think that's so? So many times and myself included, and this is what, this is a lot of what hindered me when I didn't understand sales. 
So many times people will put off doing what they need to do to make more money, to make more sales, because they simply don't know what to say. And so procrastination is probably one of the biggest enemies anybody has in their life, but especially a salesperson. And so if you write out in advance what you're going to say, you practice it, and then you deliver it, here's what's going to happen. Two things are going to happen. One, you're going to know what to say, and you're not going to have an excuse to not pick up the phone or go to that networking event or whatever it is you need to do to go meet with people because sales is, the bottom line is, you got to get out there and you have to meet people. The second thing it does, though, is it gives people confidence because they're not going to be searching for the words. They're going to know what they need to say. And if I know what I'm going to need to say, I am so confident. And when two people meet, the person who is more confident will generally influence the other person. And so it also helps you to make more sales. It, there's just, and I could just go on and on and on. Those are probably the two key points why I believe in sales scripts. And a lot of times, I, when I'm getting ready to call somebody, I will sit down and I'll write out, even if it's just briefly, what I'm going to say so that I can think through how I want to lead the conversation in a way that will get me the answers I need to know if this conversation is going somewhere or if I need to find another prospect. It's very simple. Hmm, that is as crisp of a response to that kind of a question as I've ever gotten, Anna, and I got access to something out of that that I really appreciate. I never thought about the idea of how sales scripts gives us confidence, and that confidence then separates us from someone who maybe doesn't have as much as we do and therefore gives us the upper edge. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So worth the price of admission for me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so let's talk a little bit about what makes for a good sales script then. Well, um, what I encourage people to do, there's a couple of things that I do to help myself. So one of the things I do is I actually go look for other people's good sales scripts. They are on the Internet like crazy. And um, there are a couple of books I would recommend when it comes to sales scripting. So one book is by Eric Lofholman, and I'm going to share these with you. I don't get any... Um, I don't get anything by sharing them with the audience, but I'm here to help people. So one is uh, Sales Scripting Mastery, Sales Script Mastery by Eric Waffle, and he takes you through step-by-step how to build a script. Now, he's not the only person out there with scripts, but he, is, he definitely has the system down. And the other book that I found extremely, extremely helpful is The Closers, Volume 1 and 2, by Ben Gay III. In there, he has a number of different ways you can approach asking for the money at the end of the conversation so that you have a higher likelihood of closing the deal. Because here's the thing, Elise. People respond in predictable ways. That's why scripts work. If I walked into my home and I looked at my daughter and I said, what have you been doing all day long? I can't believe how this house looks. I would get a very specific reaction from her. 
probably she would she would get upset. Well, I know she would get upset. She'd probably go to her room, and then after, you know, she would be mad at me for quite some time. But if I walked in the house and I said, wow, you know what, honey? looks like you've been really busy. What have you been doing today? And we start talking about it, and I said, hey, um, so when do you think you're going to be able to get those dishes done? I'm going to engender more cooperation by simply turning that conversation into a pleasant one versus an unpleasant one. Well, the same way goes with scripts. Now, obviously, we're not going to charge at our customers, although some of us do. That's a problem some of us have. Um, But there are trigger words we can use that will either move a sale forward or stop a sale. Even down to the word, whether I say investment or price or cost, or purchase, all of those words create emotions in people. And if I want to lead people into a purchase, I should be using words like purchase or investment, not price or cost. Because price and cost creates resistance. Purchase or investment creates a more willingness to move forward. Mm. Also fantastic. Just little things, right? I do certainly believe that uh, sales is an art and a science and that it is a discipline. I absolutely believe that. And, of course, I have a sales component to what I do as well, too. So I I get this, and I'm getting the benefit of your expertise in this call. Thank you for this. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Don't send me a bill, please. No. uh. Well, so you've been talking about sales scripts and giving us some some information about how we can use them, and that's great. And, and when, when we don't use them, that's obviously a mistake. What are some other common mistakes that people make in sales? Do you think? Um, well, there's probably well, there's probably three that are the most common mistakes. One is we tend to talk too much. So there's a myth out there that a good salesperson talks a lot. Actually, the best salesperson asks good questions, which is, again, where scripting comes in because you prepare these questions in advance. You know what you're going to ask ahead of time. They ask good questions and they listen. The old adage, the first person who speaks loses, is very true in sales. Mm. You want to let the other person do the talking because the person who's talking is not selling. So a lot of us tend to speak too much, and, and I still have to fight this tendency on, on, in myself um, because I love to talk, as you can tell. <laughs> um, and the flip side of that is a lot of times we don't listen. We're kind of just waiting for them to stop so that we can get our piece in or we can get to the next question or we can move things along. But we really want to listen Because when we listen, and especially when people are talking to take pauses, I've actually done this to where I thought somebody was done after just two or three minutes, and I counted to three. One, two, three. The person picked up where they left off, started again. That person talked for a good 20 minutes, and I didn't interrupt them. Wow. Because they weren't done. And you know what? They thought I was the greatest thing since sliced bread because I showed them that I cared by not interrupting and by not putting my two cents in too fast. 
And then the last thing I think people are, um, the biggest mistake is we're afraid of the customer. We're afraid they're going to say no. We're afraid they're going to object. We're afraid they're going to say it costs too much. So we play into our fears. And, and again, scripting helps with this because, especially when it comes to objections, there are probably pretty standard objections that you hear in your business all the time. That's too expensive, or this isn't right, or it's not the time, or I don't have time, or I have to talk to my partner, or I need to think about it, I need to pray about it, um, you know, I, I, I can't do that tonight, whatever it is. And the thing is, is with a prepared script, you have a way of responding to keep the conversation going and then possibly close the, close the deal. So, Again, scripting helps with all of these things because you can prepare questions. You can prepare prepare responses, even things like, that's interesting, tell me more. Now, who wouldn't love to hear that, right? No doubt about that, and no doubt about that. Uh, and I really yeah. do get that the fine art of really listening is so crucial in, in sales. And I think what you just said about taking and holding your breath for just a moment to see if they're finished, if there's anything else they want to add is is elegant and so brilliant really it's just so simple and it's in its elegance but I, I I want to do more of that as well so thank you for that oh you're welcome I want to say more about your your perspective on goal setting and time management but let's go ahead and, and grab a quick break here before we do that because I want to make sure you have enough time to treat them both um, I know they're critical in terms of being a salesperson uh, everything else you have to manage today so let's cut for a quick break and then we'll come back to that I'm Elise Cortez your host we went on the air with Anna Scheller who is a motivational speaker author and sales trainer she hosts two radio shows Black Belt Selling and Sales Mastery and is the author of Black Belt Selling Closing with Confidence after the break, we'll hear more about her, her membership platform that she's building and also catch that conversation about goal setting. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Anna Scheller, who is a motivational speaker, author, and sales trainer. 
She hosts two radio shows, Black Belt Selling and Sales Mastery, and is the author of Black Belt Selling, Closing with Confidence. She joins us today from Del Rio, Texas. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So before the break, I wanted to be sure and get in some conversation about goal setting and time management. I think they're just critical. I've spent a lot of my life in some kind of a sales capacity or as a full-time salesperson, and I really am anxious to hear whatever you can share with us about about those two topics. I'm anxious to hear, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever comes out of your mouth, right? Okay, good. Um, I think, and the reason I say that, I do that for humor, one, but the other is because... Goal setting and time management are ongoing disciplines. You know, earlier in our show today, we spoke about the importance of disciplines. And um, and time discipline, I don't even want to call it management because the honest-to-goodness truth is we don't manage time. What we manage is ourselves. We have to discipline ourselves. We almost have to treat ourselves like, okay, this is a child. Now, now we've got to stop doing this, and now we need to move on to this. And we just have to realize that, that time, what we call time management, is really about self-management. And critical to time management, of course, is goal setting. So one of the very first things I do with, when a client comes to me is we set Goals. We set goals for the coaching. We set goals for their business because I want to know where they want to end up so we can create a blueprint to get them where they want to go. And a lot of times people don't even know what they want. Uh, they might want to have a business so that they can quit their job. Well, when do you want to quit your job? Well, you know, I'm so tired of this job, I wish I could quit tomorrow. Okay, well, we know that, so let's talk about what's realistic. And then let's bump it up a little bit, because sometimes when it's realistic, we leave it way too far out there, which is part of the reason we're stuck. So when we do goals, we we talk about some very specific things, because if a goal isn't specific, we really can't wrap our brain around it. So I get down to... What would you like to do with the extra time? What kind of money do you want to make? Um, how is that going to look for your family? And we get down to really specific things because if if you can see it, you can achieve it. I believe that's Napoleon Hill. If you can see it, you can achieve it. But goals have to have a deadline because everybody wants to make a million dollars, but if I want to make a million dollars in two years, that means that I have to have some very specific, actionable things to do in that time. And anybody can, you know, I've, I've made a million dollars, like, over my whole lifetime, but I'm in my 50s. I should hope I would have made a million dollars by now. Yep. That didn't make me a millionaire. Um, now, but setting a goal of making a million dollars in two years, now that's going to require that I really have to discipline myself to certain actions taken at certain times. And then that gets into the time management piece. And so um, the time management piece is how am I going to spend the most productive time of my day doing the most productive activities um, I'm really big on prospecting. I'm really big in that you need to contact people and you need to be talking to new people every day. Well, how much time a week are you going to do that? 
And then you actually block it out on your calendar because if you don't block it out, it's never going to happen because we all will find other things to do than the things that are hard to do. And even people who teach prospecting like me, there are times that I sit down and I look at the phone and I go, oh, my gosh, okay, I got it. Okay, shake it off. Shake it off. You got to start calling people. And so the time management, it means that I'm scheduling what I need to do, when I need to do it, at the best times to do it. And the goal setting is what do I, where am I going so that I know what I have to do so I put it in my schedule so I get it done. Um, I guess that's really, that's really kind of the way the two of those things work together, and they work for everything. I appreciate that, Anna. Uh, I just think it's such an important thing to always have clear in our minds, whether we're in full-time sales, part-time sales, or we think we don't actually have sales in our job, which I think most of us really do. As you say, Uh if we're persuading at all, then we we are salespeople. So great. I just want to make sure and give that to our listeners and frankly for myself as well. So thank you for indulging me before we get on to your your platform. Well, no problem. Let me just really quickly say something uh, that just popped into my head. I think it's important when it comes to time management. A lot of people will, you know, they'll, they, they won't make time for themselves or their family. And that's an, an equally important part of time management. Because if we don't do that stuff, what ends up happening is we overwork and then we end up taking that time during work instead of focusing on what we need to to get the job done. But we also have to take care of our families because ultimately we can have success, but if we don't have our families and our social network and they're taking care of ourselves spiritually, the other stuff's just not going to matter. Mm-hmm. I really get that. We have a we use what we call mission control within Insignium where we really architect what do we really need to get done in a day and you get it on the calendar and then you execute to that calendar, including your exercise, your family time and all that kind of stuff. So I completely concur with that. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about this new this new platform you're building here. I'm very, very intrigued with this. I'm, I'm, I want to talk about it from the vantage point of how it came about and really what you're doing to really help coach and train your clients. So uh, first, you know, I know it's going to be on AnnaScheller.com, and it's a, I, I think it's, uh, it's going to be one of the services that you provide. But if you tell us a little bit about where it came from, what are you trying to do with this platform? Um, well, a lot of people, it's hard for them to make time to set aside um, 20, 30 minutes in the middle of a busy day to do training. And training is so important. Um, it's, you're never going to get better if you don't train, if you don't invest in yourself. And so the whole idea of the membership platform is to give people content. So what I do is I give a specific, I'll give like maybe a 30-minute video, video or audio, excuse me, uh, that is dedicated to a specific topic. So this month was actually time management, and it was <laughs> focused on giving people productivity hacks, ways that they could become more productive without having to eat up more of their time. And then uh, through the radio show, I interview people, and so those uh, so special interviews will end up going into the membership site that are very pertinent to the topic of the month. 
And then I also do a Facebook Live on the second Thursday of every month where people can join me for questions and answers. Or if there aren't any, then I will dive into um, a pertinent topic having to do with the subject matter for the month. Um, it's, it's a way for people who can't afford like a full-blown on coaching with me or one of my group coaching sessions. It's just a way for them to have access to information that's going to keep them motivated on their journey and keep them moving forward toward the success that they're looking for. I think I want to say two things about this. I think it's a brilliant offering. I, I like What I like about it is that you've created something that allows people to be able to have access to you as a, as a trainer and a coach on their time when they can when they can fit it into their schedule and for a, a, a price point that maybe is even more attractive to them. And frankly, too, from the vantage point of being a business owner, that you've taken something that you have created, you've put time into making, that you're now contributing and using in another venue. I, I think that's very smart, Anna, very smart. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it. I'll be honest with you, it took me a while to get to this place because I allowed myself to get overwhelmed by the thought of doing that. But again, it goes back to you have a coach, and Raven has been coaching me. She's the one that pushed me to do this. And it always sounds fun when you start. But when you start to get into the nuts and bolts and you put it together and the work that's required to put out the content, it can be a little daunting. But what she showed me to do was to look at all of the stuff that I've created and to turn that into content that was actionable for people. So they get downloads. And then, of course, I'm always accessible. And um, I do have on my website uh, a free consult that people can book with me so we can talk about how do you take this information, how do you, how do you take it and you turn it into money which is what we want to do. It's, I guess it's alchemy of sorts. But we want to take that and we want to create the lifestyle that we're in business to do and not be a slave to our business instead. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, I'm, just, I'm sure you've got some ideas in your head. Maybe this is kind of on the spot for you, Anna. Can you at all share with us maybe somebody that you've been able to help really move their dial? I mean, don't give away their identity, of course, but can you share with us, you know, when you think about how you've been able to really help spark a change or a a difference in somebody, you know, maybe it's through this new platform on your website or maybe it's through your coaching. Can you share maybe an example of that? Well, it would be, I've got several, so I'll pick, gosh, there's just just so many good ones. Um, (laughs) There uh, there was one young lady who began coaching with me, and it was a result of a speaking that I did in Dublin, Ireland. So I was invited to speak in Dublin at a women's event over there. And um, this lady, she we had, the, we had the forms to fill out. She immediately turned over to me, and she looked at me, and she said, call me. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> so I called this young lady, and one of her biggest challenges was that she was always discounting her packages in order to um, get the sale. And the problem was is she was, uh, it was not enough money for her to be able to really look at her business and say that this is something I want to pursue. So as she and I began working together, probably one of the 
biggest things that biggest transformations that we did together was I had her do a vision board and while she was doing that vision board she really connected with the need to provide the things she wanted for her family. It wasn't to pay the bills. It was to do all the fun stuff that a good mom wants to do with her children. And uh, within like two months of working with her, she had a client who was um, being very difficult. And in the past, she would have caved to this client. However, in this particular instance, she went to the client. The client started fussing about some things, and she said, you know what? It's okay. Um, I'll let you go if you like. That was something she could never do before. The funny thing is, is the client decided she couldn't live without her and paid the price anyway. But she had the confidence and the courage to stand up and say, no, this is what I charge. This is a fair and honest price. And there, if this person doesn't want it, somebody else will. Funny thing is, I'm now, uh, she's, a, she's a social media coach, and um, I'm taking a class from her. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the world comes around and goes around and loops back and forth. Um, and that reminds me, was it, was it Ashling Curtin that, that connected us? Was it, it was right? Ashling Curtin. Okay. When you said Ireland, I was thinking that that was probably so. She was on my show last week, you might know. Phenomenal guest. So uh, yes. thank you, Ashling. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, believe it or not, Anna, we're almost out of time here, and I want to be oh. sure and, and give um, – it just goes so fast, as you know. One yes. thing I want you to talk about, if you would, maybe in just a minute or so, a lot of listeners are very curious about how they can utilize their past career when they want to transition into something totally different, and you've done that. I'm curious how you think you've leveraged your success from, I know you ha- you had a corporate housing business that you developed, and now you're into motivational speaking and sales. Um, how did you, how have you leveraged that past career into what you're doing now? Well, um, the good news is, is I'm still doing both. Um, I, um, and the, the way it actually came about is that the sales training actually helped me to grow this, the corporate housing business, which is why I've stayed so active in sales training is because it has helped me to uh, stay sharp on my skills in sales and to weather the storms that invariably come with small business ownership. Um, so, But regardless, there are life experiences we all have that are powerful and that have molded us and shaped us to be the people that we are today and to be able to solve other people's problems. And so whether you were a mom who had some children, you had to learn negotiation skills. That's a very valuable marketplace skill. Um, Or maybe you were working in the military and you had to give a lot of briefings. Oh, my goodness, public speaking, good public speakers are loved and sought after. And so there's always something in your past that has given you skills that you can use now to market yourself, to get out there and help other people with your unique talents and personality in only the way you can do it. And, you know, I think the, the opportunity there is for all of us to recognize that we do have unique talents because we take them for granted. Oh, it's just me. What's, diff- what's unusual about that? And we don't recognize that they are unique talents. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't have enough belief in ourselves. 
I mean, I'm not a big, you have to love yourself and pat yourself on the back all day long, but I do believe that everybody should be able to see the value that they have and how they can contribute to other people's well-being. And that's, there's nothing more rewarding than doing mm-hmm. that. Agree. Um, well, we're officially out of time here, Anna. I want to thank you so much for spending uh, a perfectly good hour with me, or as the Card Talk brothers used to say, wasting a perfectly good hour with me. Thank you for that. It's been really delightful to have you on the show and learn from you. I've learned a lot from you in, in this hour, so thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. So if you want to learn more about Anna Scheller and the work she does in motivational speaking, sales training, and coaching, and with that online platform that we were talking about, visit her website. It's AnnaScheller.com. And let me spell that for you. It's A-N-N-A-S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R. So AnnaScheller.com. Next week, we'll be on the air with Martha Parker talking about ergonomics and how she helps companies organize their work environments for greater work productivity while decreasing injury. See you then. Remember that work is at least one third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. Work.